0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, July 6, 2012. I'm Caleb Brown. The president has now granted more than half of states waivers under the No Child Left Behind Act, leaving many people to wonder if the law still has teeth. Neil McCluskey, associate director of the Cato Institute's Center for Educational Freedom, says the law never had teeth. Republicans are critical of President Obama's granting of these waivers, which as you point out, they have no real statutory authority to do, especially because they are, uh, if only because they are demanding certain uh, concessions from states in order to qualify for the waivers. But Republicans seem to be criticizing President Obama for granting these waivers for the wrong reason. And that is, oh, you're weakening accountability from the top down, which really doesn't seem like it should be the goal to begin with.
1: Yeah, Republicans have painted themselves into a terrible corner here because the main thing that the president's doing wrong is he's giving waivers to get out of No Child Left Behind, which actually the law allows. You can let states out of requirements No Child Left Behind. What you can't do is condition that on states adopting reforms that basically just the president says he wants. But conservatives or republicans are also supposed to be the ones who are standing for small government. And and recently they've kind of uh, reacquainted themselves with the idea, this idea. They're also supposed to be the ones who say the federal government shouldn't be in education. So they're in a very difficult position. What they have to be saying is, well, we don't like these because they violate the separation of powers. We also don't like these because they're destroying the accountability that comes through No Child Left Behind, which our party is largely responsible for. And we also don't like them because we don't think the federal government should be heavily involved in education. And, of course, when they say all those things, they're contradicting themselves. And so they they want to have it every way they can, and they simply can't, and it's their own fault.
0: Uh, A survey from the consulting firm Whiteboard Advisors... Uh, talked about the controversy surrounding granting all of these waivers. And one uh, respondent apparently said these are anonymous, said the Washington ed policy world has completely looked the other way while all this has happened, largely because they are mostly Democrats who could not bring themselves to oppose Obama and U.S. Secretary of Education Arnie Duncan. I looked for a political pattern in the states that have been granted waivers, and I didn't really see one.
1: Well, I don't think there is. And I actually don't think that it's right to say that it's only Democrats who have had to soft-pedal this. Uh You know, Democrats largely like the idea of the federal government being involved. They like lots of money going to the schools. And yes, some of them wish that No Child Left Behind style accountability remained. But the president isn't really getting rid of a lot of dictates. He's maybe softening them a little, but there's still a heavy federal presence. The ones who are in the really difficult position, again, are Republicans, who were supposed to be against things like No Child Left Behind to begin with, but if they go against it now, it looks like they're incredibly inconsistent. And then the problem for both parties, if they you know, if they do want strict federal accountability, if they do want to keep the 2014 deadline when states are supposed to have every student, quote unquote, proficient in reading and math, both of them have the problem that no state is, is going to hit that in any meaningful way. I mean, they could all define um, literacy as being able to identify the letter A, maybe. But in no meaningful way are they going to hit this. It was a totally unrealistic part of the law. So for either party to strenuously object to these waivers would go against the interest of really every state, which is to get out from under this ridiculous, um, uh, unrealistic law that, of course, both parties heavily supported in 2001 because they all wanted to seem like they were tough on bad schools and they didn't want to leave any children
0: behind. Something you would hope Republicans are actually out there stressing is the idea that once you give the federal government the power to define in any way, shape, or form proficiency or accountability, you instantly make that a political football in a city where the education lobby has a great deal more sway than it might have even in state capitals.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, what both parties should, should do when they talk about federal education policy is look at the very basic data, which is how much has been spent, that it's well more than doubled in real terms over the last 40 years, staffing per pupil is much bigger than it was 40 years ago, and achievement is almost completely flat. So they should all just be able to look at that and say the federal government has done no good in this area. And then they should look at the Constitution and say, well, let's see, Article I, Section 8, there's no enumerated power that looks anything like the power to get involved in education. And that is really what, you know, both parties uh, need to do. Um, And then they need to recognize that No Child Left Behind is just, uh, it just encapsulates why Policy isn't made well by politicians. No child left behind was all about sounding tough. We will have everyone will be proficient by 2014. No school will be allowed to, to keep uh, any child from advancing. We will not spend money anymore. that is wasted. But of course, all the incentives in politics, after you've gone through the initial tough talk, It's responding to the people who are most motivated to be involved in education politics, and that's the teachers, it's the administrators, it's all the people whose livelihoods come from the system. Of course, what do they want? They want what everybody ideally wants, which is to get as much money as possible without really being held accountable for results. And so there shouldn't be any shock that, first of all, most states weaseled their way out of really achieving or defining proficiency in any meaningful level. And then nobody should be shocked that we have bailed out of this 2014 deadline because no way any politician in a state or the federal level was really going to let us get to the point where states were being held accountable for getting all kids to proficiency.
0: This is from the New York Times. No child left behind has been praised for forcing schools to become more accountable for the education of poor and minority children. Is that actually true?
1: Well, there are some people who have praised it. Some people have said, well, Well, they've praised it, yes. yes. But has
0: that actually occurred? Right.
1: So this is important. There are people out there who will tell you you know, yes, no child left behind is full of problems, but what it is— one thing everyone agrees it's done—is shine light on people, on kids we didn't know about, them. we didn't know they were doing badly, and and it's really helped advance things as a result of that. But that's just simply not true. First of all, before no child left behind, we knew who was doing poorly. We've known that since at least the 1980s when a report called a nation at risk came out and we've known it even longer than that and the fact of the matter is no child left behind the data they've gets given us has essentially been a lie because again all the incentives was for were for states to set something called proficiency but make that meaningless goal so you call the lowest bar you can think of proficient and yeah you're meeting the law but it's It's not helping any children. So we've essentially been lying to parents saying, well, we found out your kids weren't doing well, but don't worry now. They're proficient. So that's really a critical point that there are lots of people who will praise this law and say, even if it's rife with problems, it has focused us on kids we didn't know were doing poorly before. And that simply isn't true.
0: Neil McCluskey is author of the book Feds in the Classroom. He is also associate director of the Cato Institute Center for Educational Freedom. You can read more of his work or get your copy of the book at cato.org.